Hello and welcome to the Forbes India Cover Story podcast series in association with theindicast.com. My name is Abhishek and this issue's cover has the legendary Wag Bakri brand on its cover as part of the independent special issue. Joining me on the call is Rajiv Singh who's written the cover. Hi Rajiv, congrats on another cover. Welcome. Hey Abhi, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Great talking to you mate as as usual great talking to you. <laughs> thank you. And uh, uh, what what made you put Wag Bakri on the cover if we could start this podcast with a little bit of history on the brand itself i read in your story that it all started with loose tea that was sold to counters before it became a brand this was idea of editor so brian thought of doing something very different this time and he said can we find a promoter or an entrepreneur who was born in 1947 exactly 75 years so as country celebrate 75 years of independence our task was to find out somebody who mirrors not only the age of the country but also tells through the lens of that promoter or entrepreneur we can tell the story of the country and the brand and here this guy was born on may 5 1947 third generation entrepreneur he 75 plus exactly what the doctor ordered then i was wrong to say that it started by uh, loose tea being sold to counters i think the journey dates back in south africa then absolutely 1892 Narendras Desai he started the tea business by leasing some 500 acres of tea estate in Durban and that's how it all started though the brand was not you know present in the name which was so 1915 he came to india and the racial discrimination apartheid he came back to india in 1915 and then he started gujarat tea depot in ahmedabad and 1934 wag bakri as a name was born and registered how many brands were there at the time rajiv back in the day there was one from definitely from unilever and many local brands as well but you know what makes wag bakri very different from the so many brands back then and even now it's it's, it's it has a very rich legacy but it's not a legacy brand you know the difference is astonishing usually you have brands which are 100 years old have become you know storied brand but they are legacy they are no longer relevant but here is one brand which is very much like country at 75 75 you are not old 75 you are young this is exactly what this brand is all about talking about hul you just mentioned uh, them and and how uh, mr desai whom you interviewed he talked about how unilever was didn't even take them seriously back in the day when did that change no i don't think unilever even takes it seriously now <laughs> this is what uh, rashesh desai rashesh bhai as he's known rashesh bhai you know was telling me in the interview and this was a blessing in disguise because once you are big boys of of the tea brand you're not being noticed by them you can grow you can grow without any fetters nobody is taking special note of you nobody is devising strategies to curtail you and that's how you grow and expand but how do they then differentiate you said that before we started the recording the product speaks volumes for itself when it comes to taste and the like but how do they position themselves see this guy is is a, is a very he's cut from a very different cloth He is a mechanical engineer. He did his engineering from Bangalore, and then he ran a business of Kirloskar Pumps for a couple of years, starting 1969 to 73. But 70, he was he joined the business, but he joined on a part-time basis because family needed him. But then from 73 onwards, he started doing it full-time. So in 70s, they were still into the business of loose tea. That was the norm back then for all local players, regional players. there was no concept of packet tea at that time especially for the regional brands 
these guys were also into it so for the first time he thought of you know making a transition from loose tea into packet tea and it was not easy because for decades people were used to the quality of loose tea and that similar thing happened with if you if you look at how packet milks initially had the perception people never thought that quality of packet milk would be you know equivalent or superior to the loose milk this is exactly the dilemma that people had when when these guys in 70 introduced packet teas but again look at how it picked up and largely the credit goes uh, to the infamous riots usually in 70s and 80s gujarat was you know the history of gujarat has was dotted with a number of riots periodic riots and whenever riots happen curfew would happen and during curfews all these retail stores used to close down so packet packet tea picked up that's so people got to know the taste of packet tea and how did they sustain uh, themselves over the years as opposed to let's say fmcg giants just to give you an idea it it's it's exports tea to 45 countries imagine it's not only india but outside although exports are not even 5% of the entire revenue but still the fact that it exports to 45 countries catering to indian diaspora it's crazy and what has really helped them grow all these years is slow and steady growth consolidated the position in ahmedabad then from ahmedabad they went to the adjoining areas from adjoining areas they find out to the entire state and from there they stepped out of the state in 97 98 was the time for such an old brand if you, if you look at when it was born when it started that time 97 98 it moved in moved outside gujarat and entered rajasthan and again after 5 years it entered madhya pradesh so similarly the strategy has been to move into one state wait for a few years and then move into a new state and that's how if you look at the numbers now it's present across 18 states and 2021 if you look at the overall volume it it sold some 50 million kg of teas was in 2021 last year now it's close to 2000 crore in revenue it's a profitable brand i liked one uh, quote from mr desai in your article where he talks about how he may not go to the temple but he will always visit the market so how important is that for the brand and what kind of insights have the has the brand garnered to keep itself relevant over the years over decades oh for this guy market is his biggest temple boss market is the god and goddess whatever you call it call it old school of entrepreneur or old way of doing business but he always believed that whatever you get you can't sit in office and then grow business you have to be in the market you know at least for 12 14 hours to get get to know the pulse of the consumers how how are the retailers reacting how are the distributors thinking about the brand what are what are other competitors doing you can only get to know once you are in the market in the thick of action otherwise sitting in the office or sitting in a shop you won't get anywhere one of the experiments which uh, you will have to tell me and the readers if it has been successful is that of uh, having physical tea lounges or tea lounge wagbakri tea lounge that you how did that come about was that something that they learned from the market predominantly in a country which is uh, dotted with uh, coffee shops if you, if you look at uh, the wagbakri tea lounge in gurugram for example on the same road you will find a starbucks and then back in ahmedabad uh, where you find one of the lounges again is very close to starbucks so the idea was never to take on guys like starbucks or chaios or other guys it was born more out of you know to make brand familiar with the new generation of users because back in back in gujarat it's a very familiar brand everybody knows about it but outside gujarat when they first 
stepped into Rajasthan, and this is the initial problem they face because name of the brand is very unique. You know, it's it's also an advantage as well as a, a impediment, I would say. So opening launch was not for revenue purposes, but more for familiarization. And and they have they have had their learnings. For example, in some of the places where they opened, uh, the size was huge. It bombed, and now they are recalibrating. They are opening up now smaller lounges, and now they are bullish on lounges because the brand has to be in sync with the next generation of consumers, and it has to appear, you know, cool as the fifth generation entrepreneur Priyam, who is now thirty-four. He joined the business in two thousand nine. So Priyam Desai is is in charge of making the brand look cool as well, and and lounge is one of the ways to make it cool. How successful do you think they consider themselves in getting to this generation, millennials or Gen Z? Also, to be fair, they are at number three, so it's not like they are small by any standards. After Tata and HUL, uh, Wag Bakri is at number three. It's still early days. You know, the the biggest problem with them is the name of the brand, which is the core DNA. They can't change the name of the brand. You know, to to, to the new generation of the new set of consumers, they might not. find wag bakri as cool as a starbucks but the point is as as all these guys told me and it's a to a large extent it holds true wag bakri is an acquired taste it might not have the initial pull once you get used to the taste of this tea brand th- there is no coming out of it and and last one raji where do they go from here you said they are profitable uh, selling millions of uh, uh, you know packets or tons of tea every year South India is now uh, the big focus for them. They are experimenting and piloting in South India. It's not with the one size fits all or one tea fits all states. So they are coming up with some different blends, which they are piloting. So that is one big focus area. Export definitely continues to remain another focus area for them. So it's only expansion that they have in the mind, and also pushing the tea lounges. So they are not going slow on tea lounges, and especially because if you look at the history of the name, the the story behind the name. the idea was to convey the message that they stand for equality teas for everyone for the rich as well as poor so wag symbolic of the rich people and bakri is for poor for all kind of consumers they have an offering so the core idea of tea and equality is is very core to the dna of the brand so that's why you can't tamper with the name of the brand you have to live with it and expand with it thank you very much raji for your time on this podcast and a lovely cover thanks so much thanks a lot abhi great talking to you Thank you, as always. Uh, fun talking to you too, Rajiv. And uh, all you listeners, you can get this podcast on ForbesIndia dot com, on Spotify, Stitcher, Google, Apple Podcasts, or any other app that you use to consume such content. And to have someone call you for a Forbes India subscription, message Forbes to five one eight one eight. <laughs>